Fearless Fathers, a podcast by fathers for fathers. This isn't your everyday podcast. This is to get you uncomfortable, to rebuild, to have some fun, and to embrace the fear. Together, we will become fearless. Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in for another episode here from the Fearless Fathers podcast. I am your host, Davo, and alongside me is my good buddy co-host, Mr. Ryan McDonough. Say what's up, sir. Hello. Hello. Good to good to hear your voice again. It's great. It's great to be back. It's for always this great to be back. Excellent topic we're about to go through. <laughs> oh, yes. But before that, I know we have a couple we have at least one announcement to make. Um Ryan, why don't you go ahead? Um a little bit of well, not a little bit, a lot of sad news. Um a personal friend of mine's father passed away today. Um, we just want to say, Chris, if you're out there listening, um, from us, from the Fearless Father team, to you and your family, our deepest condolences. If you need anything, anything at all, just get in contact with me and, um, you know, we'll hash it out, brother. We'll talk to you soon, right? With that, today we have another uncomfortable topic we're going to hit, but that's what we do here at Fearless Fathers, right? We hit those uncomfortable, uncomfortable situations to get you to grow, to become better, to become that fearless father at the end of the day. I don't care who you are, we all feel this one in one sense or another. So Ryan. Yes, sir. What are we talking about today? Today, I came across a very interesting article. Um, It's about fathers feeling trapped and the unique pressures of the 21st century dad. Um, It is on familyeducation.com. Go check it out. Definitely, definitely read through this one. It comes up a lot of good points, but it also sparks a very large debate. It does. (laughs) Because there's so many ways a dad can feel trapped. You can feel trapped in a relationship. You can feel trapped in your new life. Um, You could feel un like you're not ready for this. Uh, you could feel trapped in a job that, um, you know, you, you don't, you don't particularly care for that you would have normally left and moved on, but you don't want to risk it because now you have a child, all kinds of places you can go with this one. The comfort zone. We get stuck in that situation where this is fine. I may not like where I'm at, but I have to do it. We tell ourselves we have to do these certain things. Right. We're digging deep into this one, guys. Like Ryan said, it's a very broad topic, but the points we're going to hit, I believe, are probably the strongest points out of all of this. And that link to the article that Ryan mentioned, we'll have that in the description for you as well, too. We talked about it before, that stigma of being a father, what they were doing 40, 50 years ago, what you were taught as a kid, that you work, you bring home the money, you come home. You're the sole provider for that family. It's not like it was 40, 50 years ago. You're not, you know, we're not expecting to come home to a prime rib dinner or as me and Ryan were talking about before this, I think they just ate cigarettes and whiskey in the 50s, 40s. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I don't don't mean to laugh at that. That whole conversation was beautiful. (laughs) We recorded it. The roles of the family, of the family dynamic changed so much, especially in the last, this last generation, these last 15, 20 years, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're both working. If it's you and your spouse, you're both working or one of you is taking maybe that first year off to care for the kids. Um, And I've actually seen it now. One of my good friends was actually a stay-at-home dad for the first year where his wife went back to work. 
that you don't hear that because it's such a taboo thing. It's such a stigma that you you're the dad. You're supposed to go to work, make the money, be the breadwinner. It's right. not that same way anymore. No, 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 no. No, it is not. Um, first off, I'm jealous of your friend. I would have loved to have stayed home for an entire year and hung out with the kid. <laughs> out of it. it sounds fucking awesome. He also had twins, so oh god. <laughs> that, does, that does not sound awesome. <laughs> I love his kids. They're amazing. Are they? <laughs> they are. That's good, dude. You know, today's family relationship is completely different. The dichotomy uh i think i don't know is dichotomy even the right word i'm looking for i don't think so dude that's like five syllables i don't know yeah (laughs) that's just that's just too much (laughs) that word's too cool for fearless fathers (laughs) um stay in school dads yeah yeah definitely do that (laughs) don't don't end up like us um you know too often do we do we fall into those stigmas too often do we go back to thinking hey that's the way it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. right now it's about number one your family survival that's why everybody's working so hard well not right now because we're in the middle of this pandemic and nobody's working (laughs) but in the last five ten even 15 years that switch was becoming more and more commonplace oh absolutely yeah yeah both of my parents worked yeah I mean, yeah. even in the last generation, it was starting. Yeah. And the other, another another thing you're seeing a lot less of is multi. Like, I, I know we've touched on this before. Multi-generational homes. You're not really seeing a whole lot of them anymore. The kids tend to move out and buy a house and start their own lives. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Come there's no visit every. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and they go off and do their own thing. And just there isn't like a whole house full of people anymore. And uh, that causes some problems. That causes issues. That causes child care issues. It's why the prevalence of daycares have come up and why it's such a hot, hot button topic for uh, legislation. It's huge. It's mm-hmm. a giant thing. Yeah. Um, which it's something that should seem so simple is, I mean, it, it's quite an expense to run a daycare and ensure <laughs> it. It's a humongous expense, actually. I think, uh, I don't know, Dave, have you ever had to pay for daycare? We, so where me and my wife both work, there's actually a daycare center right in there. Um, okay. Pretty good one, too. But the problem was, is it was basically my entire wife's paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. if we were going to. That's, that's the yeah. point I, I was about to actually get at was um, yeah. but where, where I live now, it's not nearly that bad. But where we used to live in southern Pennsylvania, uh, close to Philadelphia, it, it was it was a mortgage payment <laughs> just to put your kid in daycare. Dude, <laughs> so one of us was working just to put the kid in daycare. It was not, absolutely nuts. I mean, I have a, I have a pretty small mortgage. I'm not going to lie, but like even a lot of the daycares were even more than my mortgage. I couldn't believe it. Oh yeah, believe it. Oh yeah. No, if I gave you the number, you'd be genuinely shocked. Do you want the number? No, I don't want the number. Are I know you you're sure? a numbers guy. I'm I'm yeah. good. I'm good. I trust <laughs> you. Really, I trust. Really look at my finances from that. You're gonna be like, oh, you spent a lot on that. Holy shit, that's eating up a lot of the budget. So. It, it was alarming. I'll put it to you that way. And yeah. It was when he was when my son was very young. Um, right. And that that was the worst part about it. I'd rather just not work. <laughs> but it, yeah. it, it teetered right on that point 
where it was just like, well, I'm still making some money from the month. So, you know, like in between gas and food and everything, well, I get one grocery store trip out of coming to work every month. (laughs) Then she pays all the bills and that's how we, that's how we lived for a while. Yeah. So yeah, just to bypass that whole daycare thing, we went opposite shifts. So she actually started working where I worked not even a year now. I was done at 3.30. She started at 4. We would just kid swap in the parking lot and call it a day. Oh, so, man. Yeah, we we got lucky. And that just brings up into the never-ending struggle that fathers face constantly. That is that that career choice, that Groundhog Day effect that you feel every single time that your alarm clock goes off. Yeah. It's that... Yeah. It's that never-ending circle of wake up, coffee, shower, hit traffic for 45 minutes, hit job all day, come home, spend time with the kid, and rinse and repeat. Yeah, man. Um, Everybody's experience is different as far as your careers go. Um, I mean, like within the past year, I I took a wild career change to something else, something that a lot of people, I guess, would be considered really cool. But maybe one day I'll be able to tell you what that is. And it's I got to tell you right now, it's fucking not. <laughs> so and like my commute is is an hour easily. Right. Especially because there's, there's a detour right now. Usually it's about 45 minutes, to 50 minutes each way. And I work probably about in between 12 and 13 hours a day when, I, when I'm up there working. Yeah. And you can get trapped. It's so easy. It is. Money's good or you feel like you're going to be able to move into a position that's going to make you really secure or you're just out of reach of your dream job, something like that. Any yep. any one of those could really, really put you into it. And it, then you you get a level of anxiety of, um, you know, well, if I put this much more into it, I could get that job or I could be secure, but I don't you, have the time to put into it because of the child. And that's just not necessarily true at all. You put in... Almost exactly what I was going to say. It was like that anxiety, but that fire to keep trying to drive to get that promotion or get that whatever, whatever you're trying to hit. So I, I like the way you did that. Yeah. 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 Oh, because I've, I've been there. <laughs> oh, me too. I? Me too. I mean, I was telling you, I had a pretty you know, government job, job security, making almost stupid amounts of money for what I was doing, being basically a call center guy. Um, I saw myself exactly that. I was trapped. I was anxious. I had high high aspirations to move up in that agency, and at one point, I just saw like I'm not gonna go anywhere. There was it almost felt like there was nothing for me anymore, or if there was, it was gonna take me way too long to what I wanted to move up. Being there almost five six years, and for that, it broke. It, like I talked about in the interview, check out that one with the Tales of the People podcast. I talk about a nail sitting on you all the time you're sitting there it's uncomfortable it bothers you but it's not enough for you to do something about it and i talked one day and i was in that trap of i'm safe i'm secure i don't have to worry about anything my family's going to be taken care of but i knew that there was something else different something biting away from me and then one day i sat through that nail and it drew blood and that's when i had my oh shit moment that i need to completely just reevaluate myself and know that I don't need to take the safe course to be successful or to at least be trapped for my kid. Right. And you just did the entire flip side of the coin to my, to my last point, which is great. Um, you're not satisfied with what you're doing. Right. Um, or you wanted to get to a point and that point's unobtainable for some reason. Um, and now it's time to move on, but you're, you're having anxiety because you have a child and that's, yeah. you know, 
that's no one should ever really have to feel that way. And there's always another answer um, than you sitting there being miserable all day, every day till the end mm. of days. And you, you said it great. I mean, said it great. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Words. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Professional um, podcasters. Yeah, we yeah we totally <laughs> listen to all our episodes. <laughs> uh, buy a mug. <laughs> World world's greatest talk dad oh you know oh. i'm making that I'm going to teespring tonight <laughs> all joking aside you know that happens so often you know mm-hmm. people people they just they just feel like they can't get out of these situations um and you're always wondering to yourself like how, how, did, how the hell did i end up like this? And, but you know what it's you're you're right because Everybody feels that, or at least most people feel that, how did I end up in this? But we're so used to it because that's what's ingrained into us is that you're supposed to go to higher education. You're supposed to get a degree. You're, you need to get that safe, comfortable job to support your family. You know, it's, it's that mindset that's, that tells us, you know, hey, this is the road of least resistance. So this is the road that everybody else takes. And 40, 50, 60 years down the road, when you're retired, looking back on your life and you're like, what the hell did I do with my life? And you were afraid to maybe start that business or you were afraid to go outside the norm because you didn't know what to expect on that other side. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fairly, fairly common. You know, that fear of the unknown drives people to do many, many things that they wouldn't normally do. Stay in a place that they that they absolutely shouldn't. That's completely detrimental to their mental health. Right. Um, you know, you got bully boss or the hours suck or uh, it's night shift and you're not a night shift person and it's just <laughs> causing you like a sleep apnea or any sleep of the deprivation um, sleep deprivation or just deprivation. like, yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm, yeah. We've talked about sleep deprivation before, I'm pretty sure. We have. And, and you're trading, you're trading your your basic conscience for, you know, money. And that's, that's not a good situation either. You're <laughs> I understand trading, why people do it. But you're trading happiness for stability. That's right. all you're doing. You're trading right. your own happiness and your own will for stability. Right. And you know what that's like? It's like buying a Yankee candle. <laughs> yeah. It smells great. Yeah. It looks good around the house. It matches your fucking wallpaper or whatever. <laughs> but eventually it's going to burn out. <laughs> That serenity sea breeze only lasts for two weeks, gentlemen. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know if that's a candle flavor. Yeah, it should be. Let's call the anti candle people. Get them on the phone. <laughs> Have behaviors like that and you stop trying to strive to be what you can be. You know, you're giving yourself an expiration date. You and are. I'm not saying like you're going to die or anything like that. What I'm saying is you're um, you're making it that much harder for you to succeed by being complacent yeah, and no one's telling you to go off and like, go quit your fucking job tomorrow. Cause you're miserable and your boss is a dick. <laughs> no, we're saying make, make decisions make- that have your personal being in mind as well as your family. Yes. Small incremental steps for a better success for you and your family down the road. This is yes. not a, this is not a change overnight type deal. This is a, Hey, I hate where my life is right now. I know I'm due for something better. Start setting a course to get out of that situation that you're in, whether it's moving to a new city, finding, you know, if, you know, if there's troubles in the household, whatever the case is, finding a new job, especially finding a new job to make sure that you're happy. Because if you're happy, the family's happy, the dynamic is better, and there's more that you teach yourself, which in turn is going to teach your child. Right. And I know we've preached this. 
But your kid's a friggin' sponge. He's always listening. He's always, well, he, I kind of stopped doing that. <laughs> your child, your son or your, your daughter. Child. Um, they're always listening. They're always absorbing. They're always, 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 always watching. Um, and, you know, if they see you come home and be miserable, uh, how, how do you think they're going to take that? <laughs> Yeah. They're not going to be excited about getting out there. They're probably not going to develop a really super great work ethic. Yeah, they're going to understand the importance of working, but they're probably going to be a little miserable about it. They're going to be like, well, look what it did to my dad. Right. <laughs> so, Why should I be happy to do something if my old man was miserable doing it for 50 years? Right. That's not the life I want. No, it and, absolutely isn't. But you know what? It's funny, though, that we're talking about this. Because I've noticed at least a shift with our generation that we're starting to go against that grain a lot more than the than what the common generation was saying you know like we all look at it the entrepreneurial spirit's alive everybody wants to be an entrepreneur there's people out there that are doing it more or it's known a lot more because of the expansion of social media and the internet so we're seeing all these success stories or we're seeing all this against the grain as i'll call it um attitude shifting um but on the flip side of that you see a lot of the oh, well, they got lucky or they, you know, they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. They had X, Y, Z. They had money saved up. You know, a lot of people don't know the story that you're telling or the story that brought you to where you are. So you mold that story. You shape that story. You become that story, not be that salty, middle-aged man who's sitting there and be like, ah, that could have been me. But, you know, the the coulda, woulda, shoulda club, as I'll right. say. You know, that could have been me, but if I just did this or they stole my idea, man, just go out there and do it. Put yeah. in the reps from where not, we were a month ago to now. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the only idea. This, this type of podcasting we're doing, I realized since starting this, we're not the only ones doing this. We're not, but we're doing it because we're passionate about it or we do it maybe different ways than other people. But where we started a month ago, and if you've been listening since the beginning, thank you sincerely night and day compared to where we're at oh yeah we just we, <laughs> we were cringeworthy cringe <laughs> we're still worthy. a mess but now we're kind of funny we're a more refined mess sure but it's going out and just doing it guys like i've talked about before putting in those reps don't make yourself miserable just to please somebody else don't no it's not worth do, it absolutely do not do that you know an- another thing we wanted to touch on was there's a hundred other ways to make yourself miserable financially. And one of them is uh, the old, the old rent trap, Mm. um, which is another, which is another good one. Feeling like you're financially secured into something and you can't get out of it because, um, or one of your finances is absorbing too much of your, uh, of your money. Um, I mean, the rent trap is just kind of like a generalized term because that's something right. that's been popularized over over the past couple of years. I mean, like, I, I don't want to go back to something that happened to me, but we're living in southeastern Pennsylvania. Um, the rents were astronomical as well. They were, they were gigantic because it was suburban Philadelphia. Right. And like, we, we have a good postage stamp for like 1400 bucks a month or something crazy. Like, I, I know that's not uh, a that, that, comparison to some places like I, I have friends in New York. And um, when we were when we were in, I know a couple of guys in Hawaii um, or Washington, D.C., where like fourteen hundred bucks, we wish F you thirty two hundred dollars. It's just like <laughs> losing my mind. Like, are you fucking kidding me? But, right. you know, you don't if you don't have a job that, that pays particularly well um, between that 
and your childcare and your utility bills and all the other crap you got to pay every month. Your till is not looking so hot and it's not, no. sometimes it's not even in the black um, <laughs> and like saving money's hard and that's frustrating too. But you know, what you have to do there is just make your situation better. If it's not working, then you're going to have to move, move along to something that's going to, you know, not do that to you. And that's mindset. That's absolute Honestly, mindset. Yeah. It's absolute mindset. You know, don't trap yourself in. Well, I can't justify spending thirty dollars on a tank of gas. Like I, like we talked about in the money challenges. It, you know, money starts coming to you fluid and free. It might be tough. You might look. You might look at me and call me crazy, but that mindset's everything. It is. Oh yeah. When I oh, started yeah. changing mindsets, we we were able to start saving. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we bought we bought a house that was an hour and fifteen minutes away from my job. And I yeah. still saved money every month, right. <laughs> every month, hundreds of dollars. I'm not saying do that because don't do that. I lived in the car, but the point was we, I was, I found work somewhere else. Obviously, if it's causing that much anxiety and it's causing you depression, you need to change your situation. Mm-hmm. It's always, or you need to get, bring, get a plan to change your situation. And that's where the mindset is. If you have yes. the ability to do that, that's your big first step is like, hey, I'm going to fucking try this. If it doesn't work, you try something else and you keep trying something till it fucking sticks. And when it works, then you double down on that and you go even harder against it. You yeah. go harder on it. And absolutely you'd be surprised on what what the results are going to be at the end of the day. It's investing in yourself one day at a time. Money and investing in yourself. Hey man, and that could be anything. It could be yeah. continuing education. It could be finding a new job. It could be finding a new place to live. It could literally be getting a hobby, something that makes you happy to that point. Um, it could be redoing your finances, just something mm-hmm. to, to just get that stressor off you to help you not be like that anymore. Like, um, because prime, ex- no prime example. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> prime example for me, guys, is I'm a visual. I'm a visual learner, so I need to see it. I need to see it in black and white. I need to see it either in video or whatever the case is. I was god awful in my younger years budgeting money. I saw money hit my bank account. Ooh, spend it. I got to a point where I started budgeting our money. Every two weeks, I took control of the finances. I said, you know what? Money is not going to control me. I'm going to control the money. I took control of the finances. I said, this is what we're getting paid. This is what we have. Boom, 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 boom. Here we go. Stick to it. We skew a little bit off the sides, but I'm a little I'm a little bit more conservative with our budget. So we have some wiggle room in case something does try and happen. But there was a point where we were paycheck to paycheck, but our bills were getting paid. So we took a lot of time and we sacrificed a lot of time of, you know, maybe spending money eating out all the time like we were always doing, but we were able to build ourselves and our tax return would come in, boom, pay it off on all these bills that we're behind on. Then we started seeing that green building. Now we're building that small little nest egg to ourselves that we don't have to worry so much like we did a year or two ago to where, you know, oh my God, I need to get a tire because my tire's flat. How am I going to afford a hundred dollar tire? Now we could say, okay, it's a hundred bucks. It sucks. But now we have that little extra So we're not going to fall too far behind. And that's just one example. So where does that leave us? It leaves us with the thought that as a father, you have two major responsibilities to juggle on a daily basis. You have your obviously your fiscal and career responsibilities and you have your home and, you know, actual fatherhood responsibilities, your child and your your relationship with your spouse or your partner or whomever. And what this has all been about really is the message that there's no 100% right answer no. that anyone can give you. This is this is entirely something you have to figure out. 
but that's not necessarily a bad thing because there are thousands of right answers. There's some wrong answers, but there's thousands and thousands and thousands of right answers, and no one is more right than the other. If you think of something and it works, congratulations, that's the right answer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nothing is perfect in this parenting world, guys. Like we said, we give you our tips and tricks, and we give you articles we find and all this kind of stuff to help gear you towards a new mindset and towards those challenges that you're facing or or may face down the road when your child is born. But like Ryan said, there's nothing wrong with getting resources or tips from maybe here or another, you know, another podcast or a web article or whatever the case is and kind of molding in your own answer. Self-learning is huge, is huge. And especially in today's world, it's massive. So being able to take bits of information all over the place and form it together to form your own action plan is, is the right answer. That, that's what I'm going to say the right answer is. It's yeah. taking every little bit of information you can and forming your own path. Yep. And I would say that you could listen to this whole podcast and think we're full of shit. And I will tell you if then you go out and formulate a plan by listening to somebody else, I still feel like I got to you because it got you in the right mindset to go do something about it. Yes. And, then, and that's really it. That's what this is all about. Yeah. It's just for the inspiration to tell you it's not just because you feel trapped. You're not doesn't trapped. mean you have to. Yeah, you don't have to stay trapped. Thank you. There you go. And that's Boom. why you're in charge. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're fucking in charge. I mean, that about rounds it out for what I had to say. Yeah. Today. That's what I. All right. That's what I figured. Yeah. Yeah. So like we've done so many times before, we're going to go down that road. What does this mean, guys? At the end of the day, you don't have to spend your lives feeling trapped. Take that moment of self-reflection, sit down, write down what your dreams are, what your goals are, what you want to achieve, and what you don't want anymore, and prioritize those. Get yourself in that sensation of rebuilding out of that trapped mindset to a free mindset. We are only slaves to ourselves and to those that we care about. We want to help and we want to protect and we want to do good by those that we care about. So if I'm trapped by caring for my family, that's where I want to be because that's what I want in life. Doing this, I'm not trapped anymore. I wake up every single day. I am so happy doing what I'm doing by reaching out to you, our listeners, with the responses we've gotten, obviously we're doing something right. So (laughs) one would hope. Yeah, we would hope anyway. But it's that I don't wake up with severe anxiety or that depression that I'm going to have a crappy day. I wake up with a, oh God, I got two hours of, of interrupted sleep last night, not by my child, but because of other reasons. But I could wake up and hit this do something for this podcast and I'm just so relieved because it's something that I care about tremendously. So don't feel like you have to live this life being trapped. We all see the successful guy down the street, right? You're driving in your crappy minivan. It's broken down. You're hating everything. Coffee spilled on your on your suit, whatever the case is. I'm just throwing this off the top of my head. You see the guy next to you He's rocking the Ferrari. He's got the $3,000 Armani suit. He's, he's living his best life. Or that's what you think. That's your perception. You don't know what his life is like, but we perceive that 
So when we perceive to ourselves that we're trapped, guess what? You are trapped because perception is reality. When you break that perception of being trapped and you go into a more full understanding of who you are and who you want to be, the world blows wide open. I'm going to start calling you uh, Reverend Dave because you're preaching, <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to make one point. Minivans are fucking awesome. They haul all your shit around and they're way easier to bang in than a fucking Ferrari. <laughs> I don't have a minivan. <laughs> thank you for listening ryan and i do this for you guys for our listeners for the ones who support us through everything we do if you want to hear any specific topics that we may not hit yet we have a bunch of stuff in the pipeline but we want to make sure that we get what you want whatever is going to help you grow is going to be overall we're also going to start doing guest interviews soon as well too we're in the finaling stages of wrapping up some loose ends we could share experiences hear other sides of the story and gives us a fearless fathers podcast at gmail.com let us know check us out facebook and instagram as always at fearless fathers podcast if you like what we do support us on teespring link in the description also check out our patreon page link for that's also in the description of the of today's episode help you so we could build this make it better Anything that you could do to help support us is going to mean the end of the world is going to mean the world to both Ryan and I. So <laughs> sorry. Did you say mean the end of the world? <laughs> mean the end of the world. I Preacher did. Dave. But just oh, say no. <laughs> Hey, you know how you could really support us? Buy a world's greatest talk dad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Keep tuning in. Keep sending your suggestions. Keep sharing your stories. We love hearing them. And as always, guys, embrace the fear. Always. 